Welcome to episode eight of Adulting 101 The Pod. On this episode, we're talking to elite pro world champ and Arnold Classic Europe champ, Ambassador Kimberly Percival. She's going to help us understand our fitness journey with guidance from her own personal and professional experiences. We are joined by Ambassador Kimberly Percival. She's an elite world pro champ and an Arnold Classic Europe champ. It is safe to say that she has and continues to make her mark in the professional bodybuilding arena. Together, we will be exploring the world of women's fitness. Kimberly will be sharing her insights and expertise on a range of topics, from nutrition and exercise to mental health and the importance of loving your body. Whether you're a seasoned fitness enthusiast or just getting started on your wellness journey, this episode is sure to provide you with valuable insights and inspiration to help you achieve your goals. Kimberly, welcome to Adulting 101 The Pod. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. First of all, I want to say how excited I am. I know that I have and everyone throughout the region and globally have been observing uh, how well you have been doing in the professional bodybuilding arena and representing for women and breaking barriers. And I just want to congratulate you and tell you thank you for your hard work. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it is always so mind-blowing to me to be acknowledged in that way and to know that you know I'm bringing inspiration to little on me. So I have always really happy to, to get that the, the congratulations and the accolades i appreciate that thank you <laughs> oh no trust me you are definitely an inspiration to many um let me first say to our community that although today we're talking about women's fitness we are definitely not leaving the men out they're gonna have their own upcoming episode on men's fitness but i know that women and men have a different journey when it comes to fitness and their wellness journey. And so that's why I wanted to talk about it with a little bit of a gendered lens and who better to speak about it uh, than with you. I wanted to start the conversation off talking a little bit about your journey to fitness and how you achieve such great things. Honestly, it's, it's time and consistency. I think I first got into the gym out of state college, and this is probably somewhere around 2007 I started competing in 2011 for the first time but prior to that you know you're 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 young and you just want to keep slim and trim you know so the motivation was more external or physical appearance than anything else um just kind of went through the motions at that point I had no guidance in terms of nutrition but just doing a little thing uh first competition being in 2011 and I've been competing consistently since then, you know, uh, starting off as an amateur on the local Antiguan circuit, eventually getting my pro card in 2019 and making my pro debut in uh, 2021, because of course, 2020, quote unquote, you know, that went. And um, <laughs> yes, we all know what happened. <laughs> yes, I was fortunate enough to have access to a show in St. Martin in 2021, where I made my pro debut and with that won my first pro show and qualified for world championships in Spain, um, Arnold Classic Europe. And in that year and that instance, I was able to capture first place, you know, first black woman, first Caribbean woman to cross that stage and walk away with that first place prize. It, it really means a lot to me to essentially, in my opinion, 
show that it can be done and almost open the gates for others to pursue this level of accomplishment as well. And uh, I believe uh, um, considering the scope of consistent work in terms of bodybuilding, I've been on the Amateur Bodybuilding Federation's executive for quite a few years, first as public relations officer and then graduating up to uh, vice president. And I think all of that cumulated and with that, the government saw it fit to bestow um, me as an ambassador to Antigua and Barbuda. And here we are now in 2023, um, continuing to carry that flag, continuing to push forward, continuing to stay consistent and hoping to continue to serve as an inspiration to others. Very well deserved because you have consistently been representing Antigua and Barbuda um, and in such a wonderful way. And as you said, not only breaking barriers for yourself, but representing for other Black Caribbean women to continue to push barriers and break barriers as you have. I think that anyone who has been paying attention can see that there has been a significant increase of females who are now interested in bodybuilding. And I think that we can safely say it is because of your representation. Now, you said that at first, you know, you just started out with the fitness thing, as we all do. We want to keep in shape. You want to look good. How did it go from, all right, well, maybe I'll try this thing out and I kind of just want to look good to, you know, I'm going to be consistent and disciplined and I want to take it to the next level. I think after the first run, I felt a little bit lost and a little bit helpless. And the turning point for me was asking for help or seeking a more seasoned, more seasoned guidance. And having, at that point, I took on a coach and seeing the results that came from just having better guidance and being more consistent with both training and diet, I think that was the catalyst because it almost gives you this power that you realize you are in absolute control of the final result that you get. Essentially, the effort that you put in directly determines the final product. And every time I would compete and I, I would see a change and improvement, okay, I can do this a little bit better. And over time, it just blossomed into just this progression over the years. And then when you stand up and look back at it, it's just such a wonderful day and night transformation that now serves to inspire others so it bottom line comes back down to just consistency and gradually doing things over time it definitely was not a today tomorrow transformation for me at all and i think that's definitely an, a very important message in terms of how we can stay consistent and how we can see uh, change now the thing is of course we all have our own goals that we want to achieve uh, with regard to our fitness and for most of us uh, we have varying reasons. And for most of us, we may not necessarily want to get to that pinnacle uh, where you are, uh, but we want to just kind of set realistic fitness goals. How can we go about just kind of setting proper goals that align with our lifestyle and understanding what our preferences are? I think the first thing is, like you said, decide what it is that you actually want to achieve, whether it's reshaping your body or simply just losing a few pounds or fitting into a particular dress. A goal is so important to keep you focused on pushing through those tougher times or those moments where you feel a little bit challenged. And then once you have your goal, the ideal situation would be to give yourself a realistic amount of time to achieve it. I think a lot of us get demotivated because we go into dieting or body recomposition or changing our look with this. Uh, I want to do this in one month, two months, three months 
type of approach and realistically as females or just a regular person that is really difficult to do even if you had nothing else on your agenda to do besides get up train and sleep that is a hard ask for a person so you really choose a goal give yourself a substantial and adequate amount of time to pursue that goal and then guidance it is so important i mean when i started there wasn't as much information out there but you have so many resources besides youtube the internet magazines it's literally everywhere and i mean while i ideally getting a coach or getting a nutritionist is the perfect situation not everybody may be in a position to afford that so don't feel like you have to have that to achieve the things you want to achieve because there's just so much information out there that you can actually use to guide you throughout the journey as well. Well said. And I think that it's really just, it comes back to what is your why? Is it that you want to lose a couple of pounds, as you said? Is it that you just want to feel better? Is it that you want to feel a little bit healthier? But starting off with actually having a why motivates you in those times when you get up in the morning and you say, listen, I really don't want to go to the gym, you know, yes. but you go back to, okay, well, if I don't go, I'm not going to achieve my goal. So starting your fitness journey, identifying what your goal is, is extremely important. Yes. But you know, the thing is, Kimberly, sometimes it is so difficult to get started gym intimidation is a thing it is uh resources <laughs> as well resources as well is a thing you know everybody is not financially able to commit to a gym membership what are some ways that we can just get started whether it's kind of uh battling that gym intimidation and just going into the gym with confidence and trying your best or perhaps other innovative ways that we can use to get started on our fitness journey I think for somebody who may have some challenges with motivation initially, I don't particularly like to recommend home workouts because home is your place of leisure and relaxation. And sometimes it's harder to follow through on the plans you've put in place when you're operating from a home workout setting. Nonetheless, that doesn't mean you have to go cough up cash to go to a gym. Just commit to something where you have to leave your comfort space and do your workout so for instance let's use home as an example i might decide i'm going to go up to the stadium because there's grass and it's a nice view and you have fresh air i've already driven there i'm already there chances are i'm actually going to complete my workout versus you get home at the end of the day and oh i'm going to do it at 5 30 and i'm going to do it in half an hour let me just sit for a few minutes and then when you catch yourself so much time has passed so a big thing is like you say, come up with a plan. I think having a workout partner, if you can, is also so, 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 so important. Because a lot of times we need somebody to hold us accountable and just push us through those times where you don't have that specific um, motivation or you don't have the drive for that consistency. If you can get into a gym the same way, leaving home to go to a, a space like a park or a, a, a field, where you, you, you're there, so you're committed to following through on doing what you're going to do, the gym will play a similar role. For me with the gym, I, I can understand feeling a little intimidated. You know, you might see somebody in a little booty shorts and everybody looks so great and you're coming into it not knowing, what is this machine? Am I doing it right? I feel awkward, you know, and then you have the persons who want to tell you, add five more pounds or no, you're doing it wrong. The gym, I think you kind of have to go in there with a plan. I love my headphones. 
as well get a nice playlist something that gets you up and moving and in a good vibe and a good energy your headphones are your friend when i say get it a plan because the equipment and the movements can be a little bit intimidating if you go in there not knowing what you're about or what you're going to do it can be a little bit overwhelming and you might feel like you're spinning your wheels you're a little bit um disoriented so first recommendation with a gym go and just familiarize yourself get an idea of where the dumbbells are these are these equipments uh, this is how this works this is how this feels so when you actually commit to starting on that day one you're not figuring these little things out that may then demotivate you or throw you off because everything isn't falling into place choose a time where it's probably not super hectic and it's going to be a little bit overwhelming for you and you can navigate and take your time and work through your plan um, with the gym as well to something that's concise and um, will also help you navigate getting through that checklist of movements efficiently and quickly in and out, you know, in addition to your playlist. Outside of that, you can apply the same sort of um, methodology to an outdoor workout or something in a park or something at, at, at a, a track and field or um, something of that nature. It's having a structure, set a timer, get there, start, knock it out, leave. <laughs> but there has to be some level of structure. <laughs> Mm -hmm. No, honestly, that's awesome advice because when you have your headphones in, you are in your own world. At the end of the day, it's, you know, the first week at work can be comparable to the first week at the gym. You don't know anybody, you don't know anything. You're walking around like, what is happening? Uh, for me, something that I tried to do, as you said, I tried to, the first week I got to the gym, I tried to go at a time that there weren't a lot of people, as you suggested. And another thing, I just put my shame aside and I asked you know, the administrative staff, I was like, listen, what does this machine do? What is that? What is this? <laughs> yes. Ask questions yes. and, you know, not, not being afraid of kind of asking questions to the people who should know. And after a while, mm -hmm. it gets a lot more comfortable. So now I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm a boss in the gym. I know all of these things, but of course, <laughs> yes. you know, it takes time. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on as we're starting the fitness journey is talking about body image. I know that particularly as women, a lot of times we start our fitness journey because we are starting from a place of hate. We don't like how our bodies look. We don't like how our bodies feel. We're comparing our bodies to the bodies of other women we see on Instagram. And so that is our reason for getting into the gym. Uh, but for me, I think that it's really important that we encourage our women to start their fitness journey by loving their bodies and finding more holistic reasons uh, to, to start their fitness journey and to get healthy. Yes, I agree completely with you. I mean, I think there's a thin line between comparison and inspiration, and we need to lean more on inspiration. So there's nothing wrong with you seeing another female and appreciating her hard work and saying, wow, I want to look like that. Or I want to aim for that. I want to be inspired by that. But you have to keep it in that positive space. You want to be inspired by that person's journey in order for you to navigate your own. I also feel like whenever I'm in a funk, dressing in bright colors or in an outfit that makes me feel good or I like to see myself brings an, another bit of subliminal energy to my experience in the gym as well too. So, you know, don't, if 
let's say you have a, you're a little bit self-conscious about you know a little bit of fat in your back don't go putting on the skimpy you know 15 strap bralette that you saw somebody who's like 20 pounds lighter wearing and then you're going to be in this space uncomfortable because it's cutting into you or it's squeezing you or you feel like you don't look the same choose outfits that make you feel comfortable in your own skin based on where you are right now and maybe if you do decide to get that particular piece again that's your motivation listen i'm gonna fit into this in seven months in the way that i want to but don't try to squeeze yourself into something just to match what you see other persons are doing definitely appreciate appreciate your body where it is there there is something i think that is very very demotivating when you constantly compare or dig away at the things you want to work on there's a very different energy behind acknowledging i have this particular body part that I would like to change and I want to work on versus saying, oh my God, I'm so fat and there's a role and I hate this. The, the negative talk to yourself is only going to serve further in demotivating you and just keeping you in this very negative space. I promise you, it will not give you that drive and energy that you need to actually make the changes that you would really like to make. So we have to always try and stay in a positive space of acknowledgement of where you're at an acknowledgement of where you want to go and then of course use the people around you your 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 fellow gym goers your fellow fitness enthusiasts to serve as inspiration to keep you motivated on your particular journey for your fitness goals yeah I, I totally agree and early this year I restarted my fitness journey personally and I think that the older that I've gotten I've started to embrace my body a lot more so for me my fitness journey is about health it's about feeling good it's about trying to preserve as much as my, of my life as I can and then the more that I commit to it the better that I feel that I look as well so I think starting from a place of accepting but still having goals because nothing is wrong with wanting to go to the gym to look good um but just love your body and not starting from a place of hate because then you're probably going to do a week or two weeks and say well how come i've done so much work how come i don't look like this other person and then you'll never go back because it's not a safe space anymore another very important part of our fitness journey particularly for women is nutrition and i try to say nutrition as opposed to diet because sometimes the word diet can get misconstrued you know we have a lot of fad diets and a lot of we feel like okay a diet is taking away the things that you know we want to eat a lot of trainers and a lot of nutritionists have always said you know half of your fitness journey is made in the kitchen it's what you eat can we talk a little bit about the role of nutrition in supporting women's fitness goals and how balanced meals and adequate protein intake is important for us? Oh, oh it is. That is an absolute understatement. You would be surprised the amount of women that are out there that are on the eating, severely on the eating. You know, um, it is so important when you are exerting yourself in the gym, weight training or cardio or just basic existence because we know your day starts at 5 a.m and with work and everything else and if you have kids and a family and so on you are so extremely active and feeding and fueling your body throughout that entire 24 hours is so important protein is something you touched on protein is 
such a big deal. It helps to maintain the musculature that you do have. It also helps to keep you feeling fuller longer. So if you are a person that is pursuing a bit of weight loss or taking your body fat down, it will help in that because you will feel more satisfied and satiated for a longer period of time. It helps with recovery as well. When you go to the gym and you find you're constantly sore, it's probably a case that you're under eating. Another big, um, a big component is hydration. We do not drink enough water. Oh my goodness. You'll have five cups of coffee in a day and then you have one little eight ounce bottle of water it is you know hydration is also something that is super super important for just your basic bodily functions cognitive functions processing and digestion of your food it's just such a big deal i mean i hear a lot of people who will say oh i'm, I'm cutting out all carbs and all fats and all salt and all of there there is no need for extremes as in removing all of anything. Balance is so key. Whether you're trying to get on stage or you're just trying to live a healthy lifestyle, you're trying to have your body feel better and be more functional, you want to have a little bit more energy, balance is super important. So for me, you want to um, make your plate or your meal a, a rough draft or rough guide is, let's say 50% of that is protein. And then you're going to maybe do... Uh, a 30% being carbs and then 20% being fats. And that's a good split, but something very balanced, a high fiber content, which as well helps with digestion of your food, helps with um, absorption of processing and absorption of the nutrients and, and the minerals that you're getting from your food. For me, I like to start my day with a meal that has a bit of carbs because this sets the tone and this gives me the energy to go into my day enthusiastically increases like my brain focus you don't have brain fog you're not starting your day feeling fatigued also to just before let's say a workout is a good time to put in a meal with some carbs and probably as the day progresses then you start to pull back a little bit on your carb quantities in your meals but not that you have to say i can't have carbs at all it's totally unnecessary you would be surprised as well too when you remove or you're dieting quote unquote too hard you're not eating enough calories it even trickles down to affecting your hormones you'll find a lot of women with hormone imbalances inconsistent menstrual cycles and um just pms symptoms being dramatically worse than they usually are and it all comes down to not feeding the body as much as it really needs or feeding it adequately adequately to supply what it needs to function and just function in a healthy and comfortable way. I keep calling it a journey and a lifestyle. And the thing is, if you cut out carbs completely, as you said, you're not going to feel good. And then it's going to make this fitness journey so much harder. And it makes it easier to just quit and give up. Listen, I'm not feeling good. I'm not seeing results. I feel worse than I did before. No. Well, obviously, because you're not giving your body the fuel that it needs. Now, in the composition of your plates, you spoke about fats and you spoke about carbs. And I know that some people are probably like, oh, my God, did she just say fats a while ago? But, you know, <laughs> balance is very... Balance is very important. Um, so I'm so it happy is. that you touched on that. Yeah, I'm so happy that you touched on that. 
Um, I think we definitely have to have a whole episode on nutrition and how oh, important sure. it is for, <laughs> yeah, for sure, uh, for, for us as adults. But just you giving us that tip, I think, is great motivation to let us know that, listen, you don't have to cut out everything. Your body actually needs fuel, just like your car needs gas. You know, yes. we need some carbs, we need some proteins, we need some fats to go along our day. And as we mm -hmm. park and we come home, we might not need as much carbs, you know, as we wind down. But we definitely mm -hmm. need something. So thank you so much uh, for that tip. Now, Kimberly, I know that outside of being an ambassador and a professional bodybuilder, you also have uh, your own profession, a nine to five, correct? Yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Girl, I look, when I look at your posts and stuff, I'm like, how is Kimberly doing it? Because <laughs> I am stressed out. As a oh. professional, you know, balancing fitness and everyday life. I mean, part of adulting and the part of our lamentations is that we just can't get it all done. How did you accomplish this? What is your advice? Give us a secret. Give us the blueprint. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> a plan and sticking to your routine is so important. So for instance, a lot of people are surprised when I say I only train as in weight train four days a week. Because we go into our fitness journey thinking I have to be in the gym for two hours and six days a week and all of the, no, I weigh train four days a week, maybe an hour to an hour and a half, depending if I'm training lower body, because you know, that takes a little bit more time. And it, it just comes down to having my days planned out, having a schedule. So I get into the gym. I, I'm a morning trainer. I find it kind of sets the tone for the day. It kind of kickstarts my energy for the day. And then depending on how your day goes, afternoons can be a little bit of a push because maybe you're a little bit more fatigued today. You had a little bit more of a rough day at work. So it's more consistent, inconsistent to me to have to train in the afternoon. Whereas when I wake fresh out of bed, I have that energy. I can push during my workouts. I knock it out an hour to an hour and a half. And then I basically move on with the rest of my day. But planning is so, so, so important. I basically have my routines already um, written out and I, I'm a pen and paper kind of girl. So I have them written out manually in a little book that I take with me. I get to the gym, I warm up, five, 10 minutes, stretch, knock it out, I'm out. So it just comes down to, this is the plan for tomorrow. We're gonna do this, we're not dilly-dallying. And then we're out and then I go about my day. A, a big setup for me as well too is meal prep, tying back into the, the previous um, topic. So on a weekend, I will meal prep certain components that although I'm training and then coming home and getting ready to go to work, there are things in the fridge that are already in place that I can just kind of grab and go that will ensure that I'm eating the way that I should. I don't have to spend an hour getting my meals ready for the day after having gone to the gym and it's just a grab pack into the bag and leave so again setting me up for success having certain things in place throughout in advance that will set my days to run a little bit smoother but to be honest just as with everything else you have to prioritize different components in your life to maintain balance you can't be all about fitness all about dieting all about work there has to be a balance because each of these various components help to keep you in a positive and healthy space physically and mentally and at the end of it give you a, a more rounded experience to life you know what i mean beautifully said uh, some of the keywords that i took away is setting yourself up for success 
ensuring that you keep a balance because you're right and prioritizing. So if it is that on this adult journey, mm-hmm. we're trying to become the best version of ourselves, the best version of ourselves feels, feels good. We're healthy. We look good and you know, we're fit. And so we have to prioritize that because mm-hmm. quite clearly it's an important component. And so what you also said that was important mm-hmm. is trying to make sure that the other things that we can make, that we can do in terms of preparation to make our life easy, we kind of do them beforehand. My lunch is prepped. I can take it out the door. My clothes are already ironed. I can just put them on and I'm good to go. I don't have to spend time doing other things that are going to hold me back so then I can give more priority to my fitness, which obviously is so important just for my everyday life. One of the things I also wanted to talk about is, and it's sort of a myth or a misconception. You could tell me, women generally do not like lifting weights because we feel that somehow within a month of lifting weights, we are going to bulk up and we are going to look like those male bodybuilders that you see on the stage and whatnot. So we tend to shy away from it. We just want to do a little cardio and we're good with that. Can we talk about whether or not there are benefits of incorporating strength training into our fitness routine, muscle tone, improved bone health, and perhaps metabolism? You can tell me. Oh, for sure. I mean... It's the biggest sabotage that a lot of women make or or give themselves during a fitness journey or trying to uh, make modifications to their physical appearance is not weight training. It is so, so, so important. First of all, when you weight train, you burn more calories. The more muscle that you have on your frame, by default, takes up your resting metabolism because your body will require a little bit more fueling to maintain that muscle that is on your body. And by default means you burn more calories, makes it easier for you to lose weight. Outside of that, as you age, as you get up there in age, as women, you lose, you lose muscle mass, your bone density, as you mentioned, decreases, and you become more prone to injuries later on in life. So it is so important for you to establish a baseline weight training regimen to help you maintain that muscular skeleton structure that will set you up for a smoother journey later on in life. You avoid injuries, helps you with burning fat as well too. And then when you hear women say, um, I just want to tone, indirectly, quote unquote, toning is building muscle. The more muscle that you have on your frame or on the, if you want to say under your skin, that is actually what gives you that shape that you're looking for. But if you're just losing body fat and there's no musculature there. You're going to feel a little bit stringy in some instances, depending on how quickly you take the weight off. You may feel a little bit soft or a little bit saggy. And the way to combat that is building muscle in those various areas to fill out your frame and create that shape and that aesthetic that you're, you're looking for as well. And then let's be honest, exercising a weight training makes you feel good. That serotonin and endorphin trigger that you get with just going in there and having a good hard push and a good hard sweat, just from a mental perspective, sets you up and puts you in such a positive mood as well, too. So for for women, to be honest, we are not like naturally made up to go and do two bicep curls and then you have big guns like bodybuilders like men it's it's exactly. not it's not that simple i promise you i have been in the gym right and it is not that simple so please don't be afraid to go in there and push yourself and challenge yourself you know the, as mentioned 
the more uh, muscle that you have on your body, it will feed into and indirectly trickle down into those goals that you're trying to check off, which is reshaping and sculpting your body, helping you to lower your body fat, burn a little bit more um, body fat during the process, set you up uh, for taking care of your joints and so on later on in life. And then, of course, just generally feeling great. And on the flip side, of course, we have to talk about high intensity interval training, cardio. And, you know, a lot of a lot of women are like, listen, I don't want to run around. I don't want to do no jumping jack. What, what kind of benefits can we see uh, from cardio, high intensity, high intensity interval training, particularly those that are linked to cardiovascular health? Uh, in the same respect with diet, everything in moderation, and everything in balance, you shouldn't be doing only weight training. And you shouldn't be doing only cardio. You need a combination of the two. High intensity training is ideal, especially for persons who are limited on time and you need to get those calories burned, get your heart rate up, get a good sweat in. You can have that done in a very concise amount of time. Personally, I like a, a little bit of a balance between a little bit of hit a little bit of steady state cardio and a little bit of weight training and you find and create a little bit of a routine that incorporates all of them so you have a good balance because HIIT can be very taxing on the body. So going into the gym and doing HIIT every day will run you down a little bit more. You may find your recovery is a little bit, takes a little bit longer for you to get rid of that soreness. And in some instances, you're just too tired to actually perform it effectively in the way that it should be performed. Whereas somebody may not want to go on the treadmill and walk for 30 minutes. So I find a good combination. Maybe you might do 20 minutes on the treadmill, just walking at a steady incline, you know, playing into that cardiovascular heart health, keeping your heart rate in a good zone, a nice tempo, getting a nice sweat going, and, or, and maybe pairing that with a quick 10 minutes of hit. But as you said, it, 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 it's similar to weight training to maintain your skeletal muscular structure and bone health, the cardio plays a part in maintaining your heart health. It's, it's no different. If it, they, they like to say, if you don't use a muscle, you'll lose it. So cardio plays a part in making sure your heart is doing what it needs to do. It can um, push and fuel and um, provide the energy for your body as it needs, especially as we age as women. If you don't use the muscle, you'll lose it. So I recognize that like you know you go to the gym you're all good you're like yes i'm seeing the tone you don't go to the gym for two months and you're like but hold on where did my where did my thigh muscles go hold on i thought i had calves like last week it is so annoying to me i'm just like but guys you were toned two months ago could you just not relax and stay where you are so it's it's a consistent thing if you want to keep seeing um improvements obviously i find too for me i've grown to really like cardio but what what works for me on the treadmill or the bike is just probably having an awesome playlist or even um even queuing up something on youtube that i want to watch or maybe a show so i'm walking on the treadmill and i'm watching it at the same time and you don't even realize how quickly the time is going by or you get into the zone because your playlist is awesome definitely that is so clutch is the youtube or the netflix <laughs> when you have a long stint of cardio to get through and you said it exactly yeah. right you end up watching a show for 30 minutes like oh my 30 minutes of cardio is done it just it just it just went by in reference to missing a little bit of time from the gym because i think that's also important because you'll find a person who is 
in the gym and they're afraid to take any time off, right? And mm-hmm. it is just as important to train as it is to ensure your body is getting sufficient rest as well. Let's say for whatever reason you're on vacation, you take a two months off. While you may feel a little bit deflated, there's a term that is kind of used as um, such as muscle memory. You get back into the gym and you'd be surprised how quickly you fill back out. So don't feel like you can't take that two month vacation to, you know, um, Ibiza or something and relax and enjoy life. You can't love that for me. (laughs) (laughs) When you do get back, you just get back into things. And because you've been consistent over a period of time, your body will just basically fill itself back out quite easily. When you're talking about a longer stint of time, let's say years, and then of course, maybe your nutrition is not ideal and your your activity level, even though you're not going to the gym, has reduced that you, your body may have changed in that you've put on a bit of fat and lost a bit of muscle substantially. And then that may be a little bit more of a challenge to come back to come back from. But a month or two here and there, you can recover that in no time. You kind of segued into our next discussion, was, which is about the importance of rest and recovery in a fitness routine. I know some people, listen, if they have 10 days in a week, they would be working out every single day. And I know that that cannot be good for your body because, you know, your body needs rest. We need a break. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of that and how obviously that helps us to, uh, that, that helps us to avoid overtraining and injury. Oh, yes. So if ever you are in the gym and let's say based on your workout split for the week, you hit legs. And then by the time your next leg day rolls around, you're still severely sore, not a little bit tender, but severely sore, then you have not recovered properly. Key components to recovery is your nutrition, as you already highlighted, and rest. Constantly banging away at your body every day, whether it's cardio or weight training, is not going to be productive because during the time of repair and recovery is when your body actually grows. So when you're in the gym doing those fantastic hip thrusts and kickbacks, to grow your your booty and your sore, you need the rest, the recovery, and nutrition to give your body time to repair, grow, and build that muscle, and then come back again. But if you're constantly banging away at your body and you're not resting enough, you're not sleeping enough, you're not hydrating enough, you're not eating enough, you'll find that you're very stagnant. Your progress will be your progress will be stagnant. You won't grow. You'll be constantly sore, constantly fatigued. And it will showcase physically on you as well, too. And indirectly demotivates you on your journey for what you're trying to achieve. Very, very, very great tips, because I just want us to remember that rest is a thing and it's okay to, to, to kind of give your body a break. In your opinion, is there a best, a best practice in terms of what uh, perhaps schedule you take into the gym? So four days back to back every other day, or is it just what works for you and make sure you have some rest in between? Personally, I prefer two days on one day off. So I will train two days back to back. So let's say Monday and Tuesday, then I'll take Wednesday off. Then I'll do Thursday and Friday. That would work for me who has a four day split, but let's say you're somebody who is maybe doing a five day. Similarly, you could do three days consecutively, of course, varying body parts. So you're not going into the gym on the three days and hitting legs, legs, and legs. You may do legs, uh, upper body or, or shoulders, and then um, back, rest, and then repeat again from there and give yourself a bit of a rotation. Alternatively, you may go Monday to Friday, and then you take weekends off based on your schedule, your workload, your family life, and what best suits you. Ideally, 
two rest days a week minimum is recommended, especially if you're going into the gym and diligently really working hard, those rest days are important to give your joints a break, give your muscle time to recover, and just give yourself time to reset and come again with that energy that you need to hit the next week strong and, um, you know, go at those goals. And now, Kimberly, to round up our awesome discussion, you know, we spoke about mental health uh, very briefly uh, throughout our discussion today. But I just wanted to spend a little bit of uh, spend a little bit more time talking about the impact that fitness has on mental health. Because remember, we spoke about kind of detaching yourself from your own environment and changing your scenery, perhaps. Um, and I think that that does well for our mental health. We had an episode with Elena Gomes, who's a counseling psychologist. And one of the recommendations that she gave to us uh, to kind of cope with change and adapt to life and improve our mental health was one of her number one things was fitness. And so I just wanted to hear from you about the impact perhaps that fitness has, has, has had on your mental health and what you think it can do for others gym for me it's all me so i can put in my headphones with the perfect face playlist the perfect vibe just get into this very peppy high energy space and enjoy my workout which is something that i've curated and put together and i'm in complete control over that then trickles down into the results that i have and like you mentioned you know going for a long walk or a long jog getting out there in the fresh air it could be on the beach you know feel hearing the waves in the background having the breeze blowing your face or on on a field um in a, a nature in a park whatever the case is just taking a minute away from whatever your usual routine of life is and just having a moment for yourself stuff like yoga etc where you can kind of be quiet and be alone with your thoughts and just feel your own breath and maybe slow things down because maybe for you on the opposite side, you're always super, super busy. So health and fitness is that moment for you to slow things down and just kind of have a moment to focus on yourself, focus on your breathing, focus on what you're doing outside of whatever your busy day-to-day -day life schedule uh, might be. And then as mentioned, physical activity does trigger endorphins and just gives you a general feeling of wellness and happiness as well once you're going into an environment that you're comfortable you're going prepared you're not tired because you're not eating and not resting it will bring a feeling of pleasure and satisfaction to you which will trickle into you just feeling generally in a better space of happiness I wholeheartedly agree, Kimberly. Um, one of the things that we notice about our generation and, and a lot of adults is that there's a lot of panic, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of feeling that, you know, we're not in control. And for me personally, when I'm in the gym or I'm doing a workout, I'm in control of that. And I also feel like it's a way for me to get away from everything else that's happening. I have my headphones in and it's just me not thinking about anything. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about personal issues. It's just that moment where I can breathe. And after, I know it's very cliche to say perhaps, but after you really do feel a lot better, it's like you have a new lease on life. Like, okay, you know what? Those deliverables that I thought that I wasn't going to get through, somehow you have an epiphany and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But it's such a boost of confidence because you are in control, particularly when you start seeing results and you're like, wow, I did that. If I can do this with my body, 
I can do it with my life. Yes. And I just want to thank you so, so, so much uh, mm -hmm. for giving us these awesome, awesome tips today. I don't think that you understand what an inspiration you are to so many of us women. You know, when I see your content on Instagram, your poses, your achievements, I'm like, listen, if Kimberly could do it, I could get up and I could go to the gym too. And so I think that these conversations are very important, um, making sure that we love ourselves, we set ourselves up for success, and we understand how important fitness is for our mental health. So Kimberly, all the thanks to you. Thank you so very much for having me. I'm really happy that I could have brought a bit of contribution to somebody's day. So thank you for thinking of me and thank you for having me. Now, guys, we wish we had more time with Kimberly, but unfortunately, we do not. But if you want a one-on-one -on -one with her, you could follow her on Instagram at Kimberly.Percival and BeFit.Performance and Nutrition. That is the letter B, Fit dot performance and nutrition. Now she offers a whole host of services, personalized online training and meal plans that are facilitated through the BeFit app. And in addition to that, virtual one-on-one -on -one bikini posing lessons. Now all of those links are in her bios on Instagram. If you want to email her, you can do so at BeFitPerformanceAndNutrition at gmail.com. Now, I hope you enjoyed our episode on understanding your fitness journey. I know that it was really impactful for me. We've come to the end of episode eight of Adulting 101 The Pod. We'll catch you guys on the next one.